You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Acts, Chapter 10. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what was known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need and prayed to God regularly. One day, at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius! Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord? he asked. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who is called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on the roof to pray. He became hungry and wanted something to eat, and while the meal was being prepared, he fell into a trance. He saw heaven opened and something like a large sheet being let down to earth by its four corners. It contained all kinds of four-footed animals, as well as reptiles and birds. Then a voice told him, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. Surely not, Lord, Peter replied. I have never eaten anything impure or unclean. The voice spoke to him a second time. Do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and immediately the sheet was taken back to heaven. While Peter was wondering about the meaning of the vision, the men sent by Cornelius found out where Simon's house was and stopped at the gate. They called out, asking if Simon, who was known as Peter, was staying there. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you, so get up and go downstairs. Do not hesitate to go with them, for I have sent them. Peter went down and said to the men, I'm the one you're looking for. Why have you come? The men replied, We have come from Cornelius the Centurion. He is a righteous and God-fearing man who is respected by all the Jewish people. A holy angel told him to ask you to come to his house so that he could hear what you have to say. Then Peter invited the men into the house to be his guests. The next day, Peter started out with them and some of the believers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. While talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with or visit a Gentile. But God has shown me that I should not call anyone impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Three days ago I was in my house praying at this hour at three in the afternoon. Suddenly a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. 
He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. I now realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism, but accepts from every nation the one who fears him and does what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, announcing the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is the Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout the province of Judea, beginning in Galilee after the baptism that John preached, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a cross, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen, by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles for they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Surely no one can stand in the way of their being baptized with water. They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Okay, so... I feel like every week I'm like, this is where it really gets crazy. But it just <laughs> yes. keeps getting more yes. and more insane and intense. So in chapter 10 um, is this, uh, Peter has this like insane encounter with God's Holy Spirit. And that just, just cracks the gospel wide open yes. to go not just for um, the Jews, but also just for the whole world redeeming. And so uh, the book of Acts is really just all about like go, like well, first it was wait, wait. Chapter one is wait. Right. And then it's go, like go, 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 go. Like go to this person and go to more and then go to everyone. And um, here we see um, in chapter 10 that uh, we have this, this guy, Cornelius, and who has an encounter with God. And the Lord reaches out to Peter and gives him this vision, which really just changes the world and makes a way for people like me to then be able to be a part of the family of God. Especially because you have here talking about making room for people like me. Well, now, thanks to Peter's vision, bacon's on the table, okay? Wow. And uh, some pork, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so talk about yeah, making room for people at the table. That'll bring right. people to, at least at my house, to the table. Yes. <laughs> so you find here something really interesting happening where, you know, just a few chapters ago, really, this whole thing was launched and birthed by the Holy Spirit and has been, as we've already seen over the course of many weeks, this incredible sort of roller coaster of, of things happening. And so this is a, a fast-moving thing. And the Holy Spirit 
does something here in the story that begins a huge change in terms of the church's kind of missional outlook. And that change essentially is, as I understand it, God beginning to change the kinds of markers that the community is defined by. Wow. So that what for the Jews were ritual markers that identified them within their community, those are now being put aside in a sense for the Gentiles. So the Gentiles could then be embraced by the church, which at this point is still largely Jewish movement. And in embracing them in that way, they begin to be marked by what ultimately all Christians should be marked by, and that is the Holy Spirit residing within them and inscribing on their heart the law of Christ. Mm -hmm. At no point is Peter anti-law or anti-truth or Mm -hmm. there's still a right and wrong here. But what God is doing is saying, for the Gentiles, we have a different way of marking them as my people uh, and, and through the Spirit and the way the Spirit manifests in their life and changing them and transforming their hearts. And it's the same way for the Jews, except that the Jews have this other history of being marked by these other uh, uh, marks of identity. Mm-hmm. And we get then in the chapter 15 in a few weeks how the church has to bring this together right. in some kind of resolution. And and I keep thinking in, in reading this, if uh, if Peter hadn't been obedient or if Cornelius hadn't been obedient this encounter wouldn't have happened. Um, and, and it really challenged me. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking in, in listening to the Lord and in, in how the Lord in our time now wants to use us, wants to use me. Uh, am I obedient? What, what encounters are there where the Lord is wanting me to maybe take a step and go and have a conversation? And he has already prepared the way and had mm-hmm. spoken to someone else um, yeah, it really challenged me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because the Lord really is all about creating friendships in unlikely places. Yes. For the sake of his kingdom. Yeah. And I love that. And I'm really thankful for that because someone befriended me when I wasn't like them. Mm. I didn't have the same markers as them. Um, my heart was towards God, but how we lived our lives was very different. But the how of how I live my life didn't bar them from being with me. Mm. And that was actually a really big deal. Um, because really it's relationships that, uh, my first, my relationship with God, um, that draws me close to him, but it's my relationship with others, how I see the character of God revealed and it, and it draws me even more. And so sometimes it is those friendships that are just unlikely, um, that God uses the most in my life. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org.